You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Heavy is the head that wears the crown. I put in extra work that just can't be found. I took the sword out the stone, wasn't a thing. Look me in my eyes cause I'm a king. Look me in my eyes cause I'm a king. God made me punch in the accurate numbers. My castle won't crumble. What I tackle will fumble. I've been a leader when they ain't see it, but now my feet is up. According to me, royalty didn't end with King Tut. Crown on my head, clouds is at my legs. Big says sky is the limit. I look down on the ledge. I push the bar like I'm opening a cell. Hands in my cookie jar, you won't come out with a single nail. I need all of mine. The weight of my shoulders won't fit on a scale. What's a king to a giant? Well, Goliath fell. Even if we playing chess, dog, this king can't be checked I make all my moves on the board, I invented my steps uh-huh. I'm a king, the blood of a ruler, I feel like Mansa Musa Make your squad disappear like landing by the Bermuda Triangle, look at it from my angle I'm a king, the closest thing to being one of God's angels yeah. I'm a king Heavy is the head that wears the crown I put in extra work that just can't be found I took the sword out the stone, wasn't a thing Look me in my eyes cause I'm a king, I'm a king. Look me in my eyes cause I'm a king. king Yeah yeah, good morning, good afternoon, good evening and good night This is the Code of Conduct with the King podcast I am your host Jay Spencer King And I'ma just tell you, I don't know I, I just did my opening and y'all know I say it every week Good morning, good afternoon, good evening and good night But we got some news today that kind of broke about maybe an hour and a half, two hours ago, that doesn't make it feel like much of a good day, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Um, the legendary John Madden, Coach John Madden, um, passed away today at the age of 85. And so I kind of want to just open the show and spend a little bit of time talking about um, his legacy and how amazing he is or was. And, you know, there's a whole generation, there's multiple generations of people who know John Madden for several different reasons, but I kind of just wanted to take a brief moment just to talk about it because um, he's so much more than a video game name. You know, he's so much more than um, the guy that always, you know, because a lot of times, you know, you uh, you think about John Madden, you think about the video game, especially now. Younger kids, my nephews, you know, they play Madden. So so when they hear Madden, all they think about is playing their favorite game online talking crap to people across the country that they don't know and uh you know whatever that's what they think about but for me personally John Madden um is probably the real reason um that I got interested in football and I'm not saying that lightly I'm not saying that um just with the events today and try to be dramatic about my emotions or my feelings uh but John Madden a hundred percent he made the game relatable to people who did not understand the game it was comical at times because of the way he talked and because of the way he, you know, chose to point out everything that was, you know, anything that he was talking about, he, the way he articulated it and the way he, you know, diagrammed his, you know, his plays and all that stuff. It, it made it funny, but at the same time, it really made it easy to understand for people. 
And one of the things that I will always remember is, you know, his love for pretty much just the game in general, regardless of how he was talking about it, what position he was talking about, when he was talking about it. He he had so much passion for the game. And if if you know anybody who was a, a, a Raiders fan, they'll even have a completely different love affair or love story with the legend of John Madden because of him being the coach there. And um, I'm going to just tell you, this is a sad day in sports. This isn't a sad day for football. This isn't a sad day for video gamers. This isn't a sad day for this is a sad day for everybody involved in sports. John Madden was, if not the best, he was one of the best just people, period. You don't have so the way you hear all these bad stories about guys and the way you hear all this negativity about guys. And now, like five years later, things come up about people and blah, blah, blah. John Madden's 85. You ain't heard a thing. You ain't, and you're not going to hear a thing because his love was football. His love was making people fall in love with football. And, and the best way that he was able to articulate it, that's what he did. So um, I guess the best way I can honor him tonight by, by doing my show is by talking about, you know, some of the things that he loved so much. So I'm going to start off by talking about Brett Favre and uh, anybody who was a John Madden fan knows why talking about Brett Favre is you know, it, it may, it honors him to do so. I'm not going to do it in a way where I sit here and I, I have a love speech about Brett Favre, even though for a long time, Brett Favre was my favorite quarterback. Um, the thing that I wanted to talk about Brett Favre to tie it into this show, because it's a heavy bills related show. I wanted to talk about how Sunday we looked at our quarterback in Josh Allen. And if there was ever a game that I can say, he reminded me of Brett Favre. Damn it, it was this past Sunday. It was this past Sunday where I can say, Josh Allen, he said growing up that Brett Favre was his dude and Brett Favre was one of his favorites and Brett Favre this. I'm going to tell you, if there was any game that we can say that Josh Allen looked like Brett Favre in the right way, it was this game. I personally feel like this was the best game of Josh Allen's career. And he's had multiple. This He's had multiple. You can go back to the game uh, down in Miami. His Really, any game in Miami, he seems like he just dominates every single time he plays him. But this time around, playing against New England in New England came up big. He came up big, and he made throws that were just ungodly. They, like, they were throws from out, th- out of this world. I don't, I don't know how he made some of the passes that he made, but he did it. And and I guess the way I can tie that in, the reason why I brought up Brett Favre is because one of the things that amazed me about Brett Favre as a kid, and again, this is why John Madden made me fall in love with the game, because my first favorite quarterback, no, it wasn't Jim Kelly. Sorry, Bills fans. My first favorite quarterback was Brett Favre. And the reason being is because when John Madden started to talk about Brett Favre and he started to break down how ridiculous some of the throws were, and how amazing uh, just the gameplay of Brett Favre was, it reminded me about Sunday. And Josh Allen made a couple throws. He made like maybe four or five different throws that make you just say, holy smokes, what in the world is going on? But but one in particular that he threw to Isaiah McKenzie, Josh Allen was dropping, he was dropping footballs in buckets from 20, 30, 40 yards out every single time. And, and as elusive as he can be and as strong as his arm is and as amazing, like all of these things that Josh Allen has become, he's also very, very, very like the growth that we've witnessed from this guy from year one until now 
it, it annoys me when we always hear these other um, quarterbacks coming up and they're like, well, if he can make a Josh Allen leap, well, if he can do that, I'm going to tell you, Josh Allen wasn't expected to make a Josh Allen leap. Like it's an impossible thing. He did it, but it's like before Josh Allen, you can't name me two quarterbacks that made the type of jump that Josh Allen has made from year one to year four. You can't do it. So now, you know, you look at this game Sunday and you look at, first of all, can, and let me pause from Josh for a second. Can we talk about Isaiah McKenzie being a freaking goat? Can we talk about how Isaiah McKenzie and, and everybody on everybody in the comments and everybody who's going to listen to this in podcast form, you know, I've been extra critical of Isaiah when it comes to special teams play. And I still have some people kind of yelling at me like, well, no, Isaiah is probably still the best special teamer. He's not. He's he, he's not. And he shouldn't be back there for special teams. I'm going to just tell you that. But what he should be there for, he needs to be in the offense and he needs to be in the offense to the point where. Sorry to say this to, to Cole fans, he needs to just take Cole snaps. I love Cole Beasley. I, I've been saying for the longest that I felt that he was one of the top. Um, he, he's one of the top slot receivers in the league. But this year, I just haven't been getting that same top slight or top slot receiver type of feels it doesn't seem like he's making the plays that he was making last year all those things now now he had a game where he kind of was bailing us out but that's not what that's not what we've been getting so Isaiah McKenzie took full advantage of all of that he took full advantage of all of that so now you talk about this pass that Josh Allen made to the sideline where Isaiah I think it's the pass that took him over 100 yards actually look I don't know what Brian Dayball figured out I don't know what Josh Allen figured out. I don't know what I don't know what Lil Dirty figured out. All I'm gonna tell him is to keep eating what you ate for breakfast, keep drinking what you drank the night before. Don't change a damn thing because we got two more games in this season and we need to bring this thing home. Um, Josh Allen's that dude. Josh Allen's that dude. I'm a I'm a um I must I'm actually bring my family in now because I I, I told them to kind of come in a little bit later. But like I said, the news of the news of John Madden actually did kind of it kind of threw me a little bit here. John Madden. Uh, was that dude? So it kind of it kind of threw off my plans here for the night. Uh, so my man Anthony is is not quite with us yet. I'm gonna bring my brother in. I got a brother. I got new family, and not only do I got new family, I got new family who is real. And I'm gonna bring him in. My man Jeremiah Poyer. What is going on, big dog? How you doing, boss? I appreciate you having me. Man, I appreciate you being on, man. It's um. So a lot of people don't know, and this is not a this is not a thing where I'm saying it like me and your brother are friends, but you and I have actually started to, we have more conversations and we're, we, um, you know, we talk a lot now and I appreciate you. So I appreciate you for jumping on and, and Hey, we're going to, we're going to get it in tonight. I told you before coming on here, I'm going to talk some crap. <laughs> I'm ready for it. Uh, I do want to say rest in peace, John Madden. Uh, he was a big, uh, influence to a lot of people. Um, and that probably through the video game, even though people don't want to talk about the video game being, he he he, uh, he can hit a lot of levels, um, a lot of generations because of what he's built as far as a, a person. So I, I do respect uh, and, and rest in peace, John Madden. Appreciate it. Well, well, no, you know what? I don't want to not talk about the video game because the thing with the video game is that what John Madden did with the video game, he made the common fan, like the person who really, you know, he he, he was able to connect people to the game on several levels. So first he taught the fundamentals of the game. Secondly, there are people who know names of players who otherwise wouldn't have known them. Cause when you're playing the game of Madden and you like, and you pick your team, you end up basically 
you know, utilizing your roster. And then that's how you learn the game. Right. Uh, so so no, he he brought a familiarity with the game. He brought a love to the game uh, through a video game. And and for my first one, man, it started for me with Sega Genesis. I don't know about you. Uh, <laughs> what, what was your what was your first? That's make that's that's aging me a bit. It's showing oh, my age. Um, Do you know what your first Madden was? I think it was uh man my first madden might have been like really young i i I don't know if it was nintendo 64 or my first one that i remember was um ps4 or ps3 uh madden 07 with vic on the cover that's the first one i remember okay okay yeah no that one the one with vic on the cover was special but that was i think that was special um for a few different reasons one it was like the first year well, I can't say the first year, but it was the first year that the running quarterback became like a like on the video game. It became a serious weapon because before right. that you had a couple quarterbacks that had some mobility and some speed, but you weren't dominating games like you were doing with Mike Vick. Once we got that thing in there with Mike Vick, man, it was over. Yeah, it was that game over. was broken, but it, it built at least it built a segue into having running quarterbacks that you could just run around in the backfield for about an hour with Mike Vick and then just throw a, a streak in. <laughs> easy, easy. Uh, you could, all you had to do, really, you didn't even have to call, you could call any play and then just run it to the side. And it, was, right. it was almost um, reminiscent of uh, Bo in the video game that Bo was in, how you really could just give Bo the ball and just do whatever, whatever you wanted to do. That's a little beyond my age gap, but my dad would appreciate Man. that. <laughs> Yo, come on. I'm just saying. See? <laughs> okay. All right. You know what? You already on it. So I'm going to tell you what. So we still got Anthony coming in. Um, he's having some, some technical difficulties. He just let me know. Um, so we're going to, we're going to kind of wait for him to come in, but you and I can kind of get this thing jumping, man. Let's start off here since you just called me old let's start off here um <laughs> your brother was snubbed out of a pro bowl spot and not just your brother micah josh um tremaine there, there's quite a few of them on the team that i feel were deserving of a pro bowl spot how about i just take a second and give you a second just to go i don't even want to ask a question i just want to know your feelings on it man um there, there's a lot of reasons, and I'm really going to not try to sound like a homer here, um, mm-hmm. but I, I was looking at a bunch of, like, statistical categories. If you just go by statistics, um, he has better stats than the guy up in Kansas City. Um, uh, other than tackles, he has better stats than the guy in uh, San Diego or Los Angeles, I guess. And... It's not the the reason I'm sick of it is not just because of this year. Like this has been five years in the making um, of him getting snubbed, debatable or not. For five years, you can't you can't snub somebody debatably for five years, especially not this year where he's been killing it from the beginning. And I mm-hmm. and I'll just take that from a Jordan Poyer standpoint as far as the last time we've seen a, an elite safety core this good um, that I can remember is probably the boom legion of boom and i went back and look at their stats from 2011 2015 and jordan has better stats than every single one of them uh than earl and cam in all those years i think forced fumbles was the only stat category that earl had more than and jordan in. and it's, it's just beyond it's beyond me as far as that josh is uh i don't know how that happened um because He's popular, you know what I mean? Like, everybody looks at it like a popularity contest. He's a popular guy. He's a very relatable guy. And 
he has every single number to back it up. Um, yeah. As far as his st- stats in, um, and, and I'm assuming that's what people look at. Yeah, obviously, you have the eye test, and you can't tell me that Josh hasn't passed the eye test in every big game this year. No, you can't because um, really now I know obviously there's a couple games there that we want to have back. So the Jaguars game, and, right. um, you know, obviously the first Patriots game, but that that was one of those games where it's weather. You can't really I don't I don't count that one against Josh as much as I counted against the coaching. And that's on me. I, I don't expect you to say that. I'm saying that. Uh, but but you do look at certain games throughout the season and it's like, how do you not how do you not put Josh above Lamar Jackson. How do you not put that? You know, and, and this is not a diss on. I love Lamar. I actually have a signed uh, autographed jersey from Lamar. I love Lamar. But the thing is, this season, I understand, yes, he's doing more with less because he doesn't, like, you know, he had three of his running backs going into reserve and he doesn't really have a true number one right receiver because, I mean, Sammy Watkins, you know, he's, Sammy's good, but Sammy isn't like the number, he's not Steph. You know what I'm saying? So, right. Again, that's not a shot at, at Sammy. It's more so saying the caliber of receiver is not it's not Diggs. It's not um, Devontae Adams. So for for you not to recognize the guy that's second in the league with touchdown, like Josh is second in the league in scoring touchdowns. And I, I, at least I thought that the whole point of, of offense was to score. Right. Like I thought that was the whole point. <laughs> and, and when you have a guy that's doing it better than everybody in the league except for one person, how does that guy not make the Pro Bowl? I don't understand, man. Right. No, and I, um, I, I guess as far as like the MVP debate, he's up there as well. And I don't, I've, I don't know if I've seen, I don't remember the last time I've seen a quarterback in the MVP debate that didn't make the Pro Bowl. I'm a little confused about that. Damn. And that's and so and so I'll have to publicly apologize to him now anyway too because I actually said previously Josh ain't gonna get MVP this year because he had too many turnovers. Right. But um he's turned to me he's over the last from the second half of the the Buccaneers game he's turned around um I guess what I see as his season. He's been he's been like deadly accurate, you know. I always joke, you know, I know everybody saw um training day with Denzel and he's like, you know, I'm surgical with this bitch, Jake. Like, that's how I look at how Josh has been since the second half of the Bucks game. He's just out there being ridiculous. Um, but, but really the real reason for anger and riot for me is your brother and Micah. Um, Tremaine is, the, he's like a first alternate. So I guess like that's not as bad, but it's still like he should have made it. Um, Matt Milano to me should have made it, but Absolutely. your brother, the, the safeties, man, like that's the part that I get caught up on because you can't tell me anywhere around the league where there's a tandem of guys who play the way these guys play together. You you can't do it. And and I don't care if you want to go statistically. I don't want to, I don't care if you want to go with the eye test. I don't care how you want to go. There is no one in the league playing at the level that Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer are playing at, at the moment. No, right. just period. And I, for me, it's like, okay, so if, if you're going to hold both of them out, as, as far as maybe maybe it's they're splitting votes. I thought my mom had that, that theory that they're splitting um, fan vote, they're splitting coaches' votes, they're splitting players' votes. That's why neither of them are, are getting it very often. Um, that's possible. But at the same time, they're like individually, they're they both have five interceptions. Mm. So I'm not I'm not sure. Um, I, I thought the, the whole point of playing defensive backfield was to take take the ball away and they're doing it better than everybody besides digs um and, and coincidentally like I, I just don't understand um i don't understand the thought process going through getting these pro bowl teams together um 
like I like I said, I don't want to sound like a homer, and I know I do, but um, I just you can't really argue with the numbers. And then if you want to go eye test, like they've been doing it all year, and most people that say eye test don't watch enough Buffalo Bills games to even say, oh, he doesn't look like this or he doesn't look like that. Like you watch one or two Buffalo Bills games and say he doesn't have it. Like, Man, and with the eye test stuff that you're talking about, I, I think the bigger point to me, and I, I get that Pro Bowl voting probably ended closer to the, the point that I'm about to make, but when Tredavious White went out, and then you look at the defense, pretty much not miss a beat. You know what I mean? Like, you have an all-pro cornerback that's now gone. Gone. He's no longer on the roster. Well, he's on the roster, but he's not He's not active. And top two our passing top Hey, hey, I'm not even <laughs> mad two, at you. I ain't top two cornerback. Talk, talk to him. Talk <laughs> to him. Okay, let's let's show some love to my man Trey because that's that like that he's that good. But the thing is, so are our safeties. Our safeties are just that good that they need to be recognized in the same way because you lose a, a top two cornerback talent, and then you're off. Your defense still shuts down offenses. Before I before I get your um. Your take on that. I'm going to bring Anthony in. I'm going to bring my brother in and get some get his takes on some of this. Uh, my man, what's going on? You finally got you working? Yeah, I had to come in the house. It wasn't, hey, it wasn't okay. working up in the barn. That's all right. I know you wanted to show off. You wanted to show all your, your cool bills, you know, all the stuff you got on the walls. This guy has more bill stuff than, like, a Bills Hall of Fame. Like, it's crazy. Nah, it's, it's a nice comfort zone for me. Especially yeah, when the wife's so. yelling at me. <laughs> Well, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to touch that one. <laughs> I'm not going to touch that one at all. But, yo, um, we were so we were just talking about the Pro Bowl snubs, and we were talking about how Jordan, Micah, um, you know, Tremaine, Josh, all these guys haven't made it. What are your thoughts on, on the way that whole thing played out? I, I think it's, uh, it's an embarrassment, to be honest with you. If we, do, if we don't make the Super Bowl, I, I wouldn't go. If, if, if they end up, you know, getting in, I wouldn't go. Mm-hmm. I'd pull Terrell Owens and not show up like he did in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, well, you know what? It, it comes down to, you know, you got to you, – you have to – you just got to – you got to do right because at some point it's like the NFL – so the NFL to me is getting to the point where fans are starting to realize, like, okay, A, it's about – it's always been about money, but A, it's about money. B, like they show favoritism. Like, you know, it's always the Brady's. It's always the Rodgers. It's always. So it's like now when it's affecting our defensive players like this and and we're a small market. So we don't we don't get the attention all the time anyway. But this year and last year, we deserved the attention. So, you know, it's one thing when Bills fans will will go out there and scream and cry about the fact that they um, feel like the team deserves more. But we really were, you know, we were six and ten and we were first in defense and uh, not one person on defense make the pro bowl not one not, not one. one you're fr- literally you're uh, and all statistically your first your first place in your defense and not one person on the defense made the team come on doesn't that's make just, sense at, at that at that point it's it's you know it's blatant to me like you know mm-hmm. blatant disrespect well, to the buffalo bills well look so let's let's talk a little bit man and um I'm gonna bring I'm gonna bring my man Jeremiah back in here in a moment but before we do I I, I want to introduce you for a second oh. here. Um I know everyone knows you. I know everybody knows you. But my man Anthony is the co-founder of Poncho's Army and he's doing a lot of good stuff in Buffalo and beyond. Not just Buffalo. He's doing a lot for a lot of people. Uh so why don't you take a quick moment just 
tell us a little bit about how Poncho's Army got started. Tell me what your, you know, what your goals are, you know, well, who you're trying to reach and what you're trying to do. First and foremost, uh, I'm nothing without amazing people like you and, you know, ha a lot of people on Twitter. I mean, we are, we're a band of misfits, but we try to, we try to do spread some good. You know what I mean? It all started when my mother got cancer and uh, Ezra got cancer and it just, you know, it, it grew from there. You know, we, we tried to just give back more and, you know, keep Ezra's legacy alive and it just grew it, you know, and it was just amazing to see all the people that reached out. You know I mean? We got people from Alaska, people from Canada. I mean, it's even people in Mexico. I mean, they're, it's it's a it's pretty amazing. I mean, it's just to see people contribute in the way that they do, and to show the love, especially in the in the time of this world that we're in right now. It's you know we need more of it. So, but yeah, and and I'm proud to say that that um you're my friend and brother, man. Like we, you've been uh, it's been it's been a few years now that you've been doing this, and it's been a few years now that we've known each other. And yeah. one of the things that I can say about you is that um you don't you don't take any anything lightly like regardless of how small or how big some may consider something you're giving it the same energy every single time it doesn't matter if it's something that that uh you're helping somebody for 10 bucks or if it's something that you're helping somebody for a hundred thousand so man for that i just want to say thank you for being a part of the community of buffalo i want to say thank you for being my friend and my brother and hey man let's continue to make this thing great man 2022 is coming Absolutely. Thing, I really man. appreciate it, man. I agree. I appreciate all your support and especially everybody at Bill's Mafia. Like I said, I call it Bill's Mafia. It's, it's truly a family, you know, where we care about each other. We reach out where, you know, we spread that love where, you know, where sometimes some people can't, you know, they can't get it. So I, I'm great. I'm grateful to be a part of it. All right. So let me bring my brother, uh, my, my brother, Jeremiah, back in real quick. We got a super chat from John. Um, we kind of already answered this, but let, let's let's talk about it together. Um, so how is the top passing defense and a top five passing offense not have these guys selected? Josh and Poyer lead or top three in the league in almost every category. And I mean, that's kind of that, that speaks to what uh, Jeremiah was talking about earlier when it, he, he even brought up the Legion of Boom statistics. Um, we're just better. We're just better. Yeah. So I don't, I don't quite get it. I don't get it. I just want somebody to make it make sense. Oh, it doesn't. I, I, I stopped trying to, um, after that came out, I think I stopped trying to understand it. Cause, um, <laughs> I, I, was, I, text, I think I text Spence afterwards. Like, dude, I just, I don't get it, dude. I don't know what they're doing back there in the office. <laughs> I don't know. Somebody's clearly not paying attention. Yeah. They just don't like it's you know too what, cold well, here. I feel like I feel like even I feel like people are paying attention. So so let me let me say it like this. I feel like, you know, in all season I've been saying, you know, Poyer for all pro we riot. Poyer for all pro we riot, right? Yeah, what are we the gonna do is, about that? Well, this isn't the all pro selection, so I'm not riding yet. I, I gotta save my energy for that. It's gonna happen. But well, but that's that's kind of where I was going. I feel like um the I feel like the the proper recognition will come. Like I think this is the year that Jordan is is going to be an all pro. If I'm wrong about that, man, it, it's, it should be like something that's investigated, like real talk, like not even being funny. That has to be because you can't look at you can't look at this team and you can't look at your brother, Jeremiah. You can't look at Jordan and tell me that he's not all pro worthy. I, I just I, I don't even want to hear the conversation. <laughs> yeah, man, I um, I I, uh, I don't know what's going on back there. And, and he should. 
by every means he should be an all pro uh, first team, not second team. He should be a first team all pro. And, mm-hmm. but I just, I stopped uh, holding out faith that they'll give him his due to be honest. Well, let's talk a little bit about the game. So we just went to uh, Foxborough and we smacked, we beat the brakes <laughs> off the New England Patriots, beat the brakes off of them. Uh, let's talk a little bit about my guy. I've been hard on Isaiah McKenzie. I've been I've been pretty tough on him, uh, but I've been tough on him in the sense of of punt return and kick return. He filled in as a wide receiver this week because of Cole Beasley being out. How do we feel about his performance? How do we feel about it going forward? Do we feel like um, there should be you know, like where where do we where do we go with from here? Let's start with Anthony real quick because I feel like me and Jeremiah talked a whole lot real quick before he jumped in. So let's start with Anthony, and then I swing that question over to Jeremiah. I'll be honest with you. I told you guys a week before the game. I said, "Little Dirty's going to have it." I said, "He's going to tear it up." I said, "He's going to burn these boys like a brisket." You know, he 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 just he's he's that mentality. He's 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 there for the team. He's there for our community. He's just. Uh, He's an all-around guy that I, I think we can utilize more than just in the punt return. Yeah, well, so and, and so th- I'll swing this part of the question to Jeremiah. So I'm not I'm not a personal – so I'm a huge fan of Isaiah McKenzie. I'm not a fan of him as a punt return, kick returner. And the reason being is not that I don't think that he's not dangerous. I think he's absolutely dangerous when he gets the ball in his hands and he makes a decision. My issue with, with him back there was that I didn't feel like he really made decisions quickly. And because of that, then you have times where, you know, you get a turnover here or you get lost yards here or whatever, just whatever the case, which is subsequently the reason he was benched. How do you feel about him in this offense? I uh, personally, I think I've been saying this since like week two. I think he's he is uh, the most dangerous piece that a team can have because he's somebody that you could put in a bunch of he's a he's a, a do it all tool on the offensive end. Now, in the discussion, I've said this as well, in the discussion between him and Cole Beasley, they they are two different types of players, two different types of slots. I think uh, McKenzie is a do-it-all tool that you could put and implement in the offense, and especially when they're blitzing or they're bringing four, dropping seven against Josh because they don't want him to throw the football because he's going to find holes, he's fast, and he's going he's gonna to burn. That's what he does. Cole uh-huh. Beasley is a blitz beater. He's been a blitz beater mm-hmm. since he was – uh, that's why he had such a good first year, second year. People were bringing pressure at Josh that, a lot. And the first two years with us, he was he was killing it. And this year, they're not blitzing him as much. I think they can both be used properly in this offense to help win the Super Bowl. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, so, and and I guess, so at the top of this, I was saying like, you know, it's time for like Cole. I, I, don't, I don't want Cole to not be involved. I love Cole. And I think um, kind of what you were just saying, he's a, he's an automatic kind of get open kind of dude i want him in his offense but i think it, it needs to get to a point where instead of us making sure beasley gets seven or eight targets or six targets i need some of those to go to isaiah like i, I need some of those to go to isaiah because to your point he's dangerous i always compare him to to reek hill i don't think he's as good as hill because obviously he would be the number one wide receiver on some team if he was you said what anthony don't say that to isaiah well, I'll say it to him if he wants to come on the show. It's not a diss. It's not a slight to him. No, I know um, what you're saying. I'm like, that yeah. guy's just motivated beyond motivated. Yeah, and, he, and and that's what I love about him. He's hungry, and, but but he's talented. So for me, looking at him, I'm like, yo, 
he needs he needs the same type of snaps. He needs the same. T- they need to put him in the game plan the same way Kansas City puts Tariq Hill in, in their game plan. Uh, let's talk a little bit about um, just just because looking back on that game and then you go on Twitter and everybody in the comments from New England is like, well, who the hell is this McKenzie dude? I don't know if y'all saw that, it, like, but it was a lot of people. Who is this number 19? Who is this dude that is tearing us up? Who is this? Who is that? Uh, so now do you see it being that uh, if if we get him some snaps, our, our team's going to have to start kind of preparing for him? Or is this still, do you still think it's a, it's a Cole Beasley, like it's his spot when he gets right back? I think you got uh, I think you got a lot more to worry about than just Cole Beasley. I mean, you got Gabe Davis, I mean Isaiah, you got Stefan Diggs, Emmanuel Sanders. I mean, you got a shit ton of trouble right there. I think I think um Davis is out another week. I, I believe so, because uh, unless they were well, they just changed days. that rule from they 10 days to five, rule. right? Yeah, yeah. Well, it is 10 days, um, but now they changed it to five. But prior to them changing it to five, he tested positive, I believe, Saturday or Friday. So he's he would have missed this upcoming week as well. But now that that's changed, hopefully we can get him back for this game here. Um, for, for me, as far as, like, you brought up Tyreek Hill. I like a uh, comparison as far as McCole Hardman. I think that mm. uh, McKenzie in a fly motion, he, he, he makes them flow towards him, opens up running lanes. Um, I think that you can run a lot of stuff with him in the backfield. You can run a lot of stuff from him on the slot, from the outside. Like I said, he's a, he, for me, he's a do-it-all tool that, like, you have to pay attention to, which in the end is going to open up um, open up digs, which is the goal for uh, <laughs> to get your number one wide receiver on, on man coverage. So, he's um, definitely a distraction for the defense. Yeah, yeah. Anthony, let me ask you this, man. Um, so not this past Sunday against the Patriots, but the Sunday prior – Devin Singletary had the best game that we've seen from a running back in a Buffalo Bills uniform this season. It it still wasn't necessarily like, you know, it wasn't Thurman Thomas, but it was a, it was the best game we had this year from a running back. Then this game, he 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 has some plays, but it wasn't quite the same performance. How do you feel about our running game right now? What do you what do you think needs to happen going forward, going into the playoffs? Because we're pretty much there. We're at the playoffs now. So, uh, what do you expect out this running game? I really think that we just have to utilize them in a way that uh, that they're used to, you know, running the ball. I mean, Moss is, he, he's a banger, man. That, that man hits heads. He just runs through the hole. I mean, Singletary is, he's a different running back from Moss. I mean, then you got Breda. I mean, you got, you got a lot of options, I mean, as far as for the running back. But, I mean, I'm pretty content for our running backs. I think once our, our O-line gets back strength, you know, playing together, I think they'll, they'll, th- they'll show more continuity. You know, as far as like Deion Dawkins coming in and filling in for uh, for Ike, you know, speedy recovery to him. Yeah, you know, but you know, he came in and he came in and he handled his business. You know what I mean? And I think you know, with that next man up mentality, I think you know all our running backs are going to see a fair share. But I think you know, once one gets hot, I think we need to stick with them and you know, you know, shake that out. Man, Jeremiah, this um, Anthony just brought up a good point. He was talking about the offensive line. I feel like this past Sunday was the best performance that we've seen from our offensive line all year. How do you feel about our line? 100%. Josh, all too, man. Josh did a lot of things too that that we haven't seen from him in in the past, you know, three to four weeks. Yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. This was the best um, from yeah. from my point of view, the best performance from the O line. I think. Um, 
I think Ryan Bates could have played guard all year. I do think that they were protecting him as a backup center um, because you never know, and I think he's the only other one that can snap the ball. Um, but I think he could be one of the better guards, um, definitely the a, a better guard on our team, but one of the better guards in the NFL if they let him play it for a while. Um, I do like the timing <laughs> of Bates coming yeah. into the lineup. Absolutely. Yeah, it was it was um it was refreshing to to watch a game and and not see Josh Allen get beat up. Like there were plays where he was really standing there with time to throw just like time. <laughs> you know, and and it's been rare this season where we've seen Josh have that ability, but you see what happens when he does. Um let's talk a little bit about Josh's started, performance. I'll be honest, I think it started from the second half from the Bucks game. You know, from that second half of the Bucks game, it clearly was a clearly different offensive line. I think Josh has been different since the second half of that Bucks game. I think he yeah, came, like that, yeah, that Bucks game, um, that first half, I, I feel like I'm not saying that because I, I don't think that the team let him down by any means, but I feel like something clicked for him to say, you know what, if I have to do this by my damn self, I'm going to do it. If y'all with me, let's go. <laughs> and I just feel like he's on that zone, you know, not anything against anybody else, but I just feel like he no. made his mind up at that point. Like, look, this is what's happening. Get on my back. Get on my back. Yeah. We're going for a ride. I, uh, and I said this. Oh, my fault. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, go ahead, go ahead. I, I said this about um, Josh in 2018, I think. Um, there's like points, there's like moments in especially young quarterbacks' careers. Um, you've seen it kind of with Brady when he gets smacked by Clements, stands up, get, tells his old lineman to get off me. Like those moments make players want to play for you. And when he jumps over the Vikings, uh, Anthony Barr, I was at that game. That was the first game I seen him play in person. And when he jumps over Anthony Barr, like that tells the rest of the players that I don't give a damn what I'm lacking right now. But like when when I when stuff comes down the line, I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it everything I got, and that that you can know. And so um, I, ever since that game, I, I I said the Bills got their franchise guy, uh, and you've seen it. He jumps over Kansas City Chiefs guy third and long for first down. He jukes um, see Jackson with the ball, with the ball, like these little plays when he, he, uh, fumbled the snap against Dallas, picks it up, says, no, I'm getting this. You know what I mean? Like these are plays that shows your team, me chills. right? These are plays that shows your team. Like, yo, I'm, I'm here to ride. And you guys, as long as you ride with me, like we can do this. And, uh, th that's what I respect. That's what I don't see in Mac. Unfortunately, Pat's fans. Sorry. Oh, no. Well, you know what? Mac is like, I don't even know why um, the, the national media is so I'm not saying that he's not going to be good. I think he's going to be good. I don't think he's going to be um, again. Everybody keeps saying, oh, well, yeah, he's a rookie now. He's going to take a Josh Allen leap. Look, Josh Allen wasn't expected to make a Josh Allen leap. So so when I talk about Mac Jones and I talk about um, his limitations, the thing is, it's very difficult. Yeah, you can lift weights, but he's not his arm isn't going to get like that much stronger he's not going to get you know he's accurate i'll give him that but his arm isn't going to get like he's not going to be able to throw the ball through the side of a wall so like I, I just don't know what my expectations are but before we get to mac before we talk about him you mentioned um josh jumping over players and stuff like that just from a perspective as much as you can because I, I don't want to um cross any lines here but as much as you can like what is it like like when so after the game and your brother calls you or texts you and something like that happens like on defense, what are those guys, you know what I mean? Like, what's the conversation like on that side? Like, dude, did you see that shit? You know, like, because I, I, it, it amazes us as fans. I just always wondered how the players react to that stuff when they see it from the sideline. Well, I, I think he's been around Josh um, a long time. 
Um, and I think that what he tells you to the national media uh, about Josh is how he feels. He, he will go to war with that kid any day because he knows that he's, Josh is going to give everything to win a football game. And that, right. and that's something that like you don't get in a lot of players. You don't get in a lot of quarterbacks, somebody that can just hop in as a rookie and get that respect from, um, from the vet, veterans on the team, and, and and he did that, and he's been growing ever since. It hasn't slowed down. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Anthony. Anthony, for you, when when was the first time you remember, like when you saw Josh, and then and then you were just like, okay, no, this is the guy. I'll be honest. Just the way he interacted with our community. My son had a flag football tournament, and he just showed up and like just dominated it. And you know, I've seen him out at the restaurants and stuff, and and at the bar. You know, when I paid for his tab, he clearly, he looked at me. He's like, you don't have to do that. I told him to go help myself. I go cut it out. Welcome to Buffalo. I'm like, this is how we treat family. You know, we take, you know, and he just, he, he continued to grow. You know, he dominated every year from, from year one to where he's at now. He's improved drastically. And it's, it's amazing to see. Just so you know, I love you, man. Now you're going to make me work. You got me editing because you, you're dropping F-bombs. Black. Sorry about that. You didn't tell me about that. <laughs> no, it's cool. It's cool. I just got to edit now. It's cool. Um, we ain't got much longer. Um, for me, it was, I remember the, the year we drafted him, it was, so I'll be honest, and, and I've said this publicly before, so y'all can beat me up like everybody else has. Um, when When it was time to draft him, I wanted Lamar Jackson because we were coming off of a Tyrod Taylor-led team. So the way the offense looked for us, it was more of a mobile, you know, it, it was that that look. So I'm like, I want I, I want Lamar. Dude, when, when we drafted Josh and then you went, we went to the uh, practice, Josh threw a ball. I can't even remember who caught it, but like at, in practice, he threw a ball like 65 yards down the field. That was just like effortless, effortless. And I, I remember I called my grandfather like and I was like, dude, OK, this kid is different. This kid is different. It's about to be like that. Um, you know, I, I know everybody, I know everybody kind of has the he same did it in feeling. Wyoming, though, man. He did it in Wyoming, man. Just the same deal. He put them kids on his back and he said, let's go. And look at what they're doing now, man. They're winning bowl games. So I just didn't got- really watch Wyoming a lot. You know, and, and I, I mean, I get it. He was doing it, but it was like, you know, I didn't really watch him a lot because, um, you know, they're not one of the schools that like everybody, you know, Really, why I'm, you know, everybody watches Alabama, Clemson, you know, and not, not anything away from Wyoming or anything away from any other schools. But, you know, like the big games, everybody watches certain games. You watch Notre Dame, you watch Ohio State. But Wyoming just wasn't that team. So, like, for me, it was like, ah. And then Lamar just won the Heisman. So I'm like, no, I want Lamar. I want Lamar. Man, was I wrong? I was so wrong. And that, I would have been happy with Lamar. I think Lamar has done a very good job for his, up to this point in his career. I think people in um, Baltimore are happy with him. But, man, Josh is different. Yeah, he is. I, I do think that because I was uh, on the Lamar train as well. Um, I think that he would have came in and made an immediate, like, immediate playoff Super Bowl because of the way the team was formed at the time. It was a really good defense with mm-hmm. a – all right, running it like a solid running game, and then I mean, you just game manage the game away. So he was probably the best game manager in the draft that um, that you could have had that could just break explosive plays. Um, I didn't like the rest of the quarterbacks. I'm not gonna lie, I didn't like Baker. I didn't like Rosen. I didn't like Donald. And I so Josh wasn't a, a bad pick for me, but I'm glad that uh, yeah. it all worked out. <laughs> yeah, 
Man, I'm gonna just tell you, Baker is bums. I talk about Baker, and I was supposed to, <laughs> I was supposed to open this show up. That's how I was gonna do my monologue. I was gonna talk about how horrible Baker is for 15 minutes before I brought you two on because the way I see Baker, real talk, like Baker, Baker talks as if he plays like Josh. That's how I see it. He talks so much stuff, like he talks like he's so good, but he's not. Like he, he, I don't know. He, he, he's oh, he's, he's a sober man. he's a sober Johnny Manziel. I think that's disrespectful to Johnny Manziel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, man. I, for for me, what Baker like what he gives off is that confidence that he wants from his teammates that Josh has mm-hmm. earned through those plays that I'm telling you about. Like Josh has earned those. He didn't come in talking a bunch. He didn't come in. He came in and just showed that he had heart. He, I think that. Baker is trying to talk like he has heart, and it just kind of—it's not working out for him as far as that. But I do think he's all right. <laughs> I'm not going to say it. <laughs> well, no, I mean he's all right. He's in the NFL. He's talent. I, I don't want to make it seem like I'm sitting here saying he, sh- he shouldn't <laughs> be in the league at all. Yeah, but what I'm saying that. is, like, when you're the number one overall pick and you have the roster that you have, he has one of the for his entire career. His for his entire. Yeah career he's had one of the deepest rosters on both sides of the ball and you can't tell me he hasn't because i got i got receipts bro like (laughs) there's no way in the world you're gonna tell me if you gave josh allen his rookie year if you tell me you're gonna give josh allen the type of offense offensive weapons that he had as opposed to kelvin benjamin like you mean to tell me he wouldn't have performed better with that team and then and then you give him two give josh allen right now right now two great running backs with that offensive line and the arm that he has. And tell me we're not winning the Super Bowl year in and year out. Like, it's going to be a whole new dynasty. Yeah. Yeah, I agree yeah, with see, you. See, y'all can't even argue with me. Y'all can't even argue. <laughs> I agree with you, but, you know. So, yeah. and I guess that's why I'm hard on Baker, because he talks like, and, and uh, Rex Ryan said the other day, he's like, you know, we see 10 commercials and four interceptions, and that's what I see. Like, that's what I see. He's out here on TV every single every time. I, it don't even have to be football. I turn the channel. I'm watching Snowfall. And all of a sudden I see Baker Mayfield talking, talking. You know, it's like, why, why is Baker? Why? Why? When Josh when, when when Josh came out the draft and he had his rookie year, he, he didn't he, he wasn't as accurate as everybody wanted him to be. He went and worked. He got a little bit better. He worked on some things cool second year still wasn't there. He went and worked. You didn't see Josh starting to do all of this national stuff. Cleveland is just as small of a market as Buffalo, and people could argue that all they want to. Baker chose to go that route as opposed to go. And I'm not saying he doesn't work, but it's clear what's what's super, super important to Josh Allen. And what's super, super important to Josh Allen is being one of those guys that when it's all said and done, he's going to go down as being remembered as a dog. And as, I don't get that from Baker. I don't. As some someone who came from Cleveland as a fan, um, that that organization is the infrastructure it's not it's not the players it's not it's the infrastructure of the organization so when you get to cleveland you get your bag that's why <laughs> that's why baker's been you know what i mean like baker's been doing what he can to get his bags and i respect it it is what it is um but yeah you're not wrong if josh allen had nick chubb and kareem hunt running the ball down the throats like josh allen might have five thousand yards a year so i don't know dude this man baker and i'm gonna get off baker but this man baker had had he had Odell Beckham Jr. at one point. I know he's gone now, but he had Odell Beckham Jr. Who he have? Uh, David Njoku. He had Austin Hooper. He has uh, what's his other receiver? Uh, Jarvis. Jarvis Landry. 
So you mean to tell me with Jarvis Land now now yeah now Josh has digs for two years right but come on man let we can get off Baker we can get off Baker <laughs> yeah let's, did let's, you see let's, that, let's, that tweet where OBJ said he was close to finding out where he lived in the stadium and that's why they caught him yo no I didn't see that Odell oh was my funny, god man. I was dying. I wanted I wanted him to go somewhere where he was going to be not necessarily a number one wide receiver, but just somewhere where he was going to be involved in the offense. And I think he he kind of struck gold out there in, in L.A. Obviously, um, our, our boy Robert Woods got injured, so that kind of helped as far as targets for him and everything. Uh, hopefully, a, a speedy recovery to Robert, man. And I miss him in Buffalo. I miss him in Buffalo. Jeez, if I if I miss a receiver, it's Robert Woods. Buffalo's groomed some good ones back in back in the Wyatt Teller out there making the Pro Bowl every year. I was just gonna say, man, Wyatt <laughs> Teller, I love that dude. He got paid, man. Good for him. Yeah, yeah, good for him. But you know what? At the time, and and I know sometimes now Bills fans, we still kind of go back and forth about it. Like he's the one that got away. But in all honesty, you know, if you remember that year, we were gonna cut him. He wasn't gonna make the roster. We had a lot of good guys, man. A lot of yeah. lot of potential. You know, what I mean, it's it's hard. To, it's a hard job, man. Yeah. So, Anthony, tell me something, man. This Sunday, uh, we got a home game again, right? We're going up against these Atlanta Falcons. Yes, sir. Um, so what? where's the tailgate? What, what's happening? What, where's the party at Sunday morning? So when everybody who's listening to this and everybody who's watching, when they want to get out there and they want to they want to hang out with, with Poncho's Army and the Bills Mafia babes and yeah, whoever we'll else the, is hanging with We'll them. be at the Mafia house uh, cooking chicken wings and pizza logs. And, uh, you know, next week uh, for the Jets game, we'll be doing uh, – for the Feedmore, Western New York Feedmore, we're doing another mm. uh, like a, a food drive, so we'll have some good prizes uh, that are being donated. So it'll be a lot of fun. Other than that, man, we'll, we'll be at the Mafia House. I'm gonna tell y'all what: if y'all haven't tailgated, and I know Buffalo tailgates the way Buffalo tailgates, and we do the damn thing. Ain't nobody like us around the league, right? But if you haven't had a chance to tailgate with Anthony and the rest of Poncho's army. I'm gonna just tell you, you need to find your way to wherever it is that he's gonna be this Sunday because uh, look, they they party. It, it's the way to do it. It's, am I lying though? No, you ain't lying. We have a good time, okay. man. There's a lot of good <laughs> so, spots. Man. You can, so why are you, you telling me to cut it out? <laughs> Yo, you can go to Hammers Lot. You can go to the Grass Lot. Nah, 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 nah. I don't. I don't. No, 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 no. Don't go to Hammers. I'm I, Jay Spence. Yo, I, I'm, don't support Hammers. Yo, I do not. I'm not a fan uh, of the way the man <laughs> treats people, and uh, but I'm not going to sit here and waste my time. So, no, I mean you're right. If people want to, people go like there, to go, go where there. they want to go. I'm not going to tell anybody what to do nowadays. It's, it's just not me. I'm going to tell y'all the fun and the right place to be. Go be with Poncho's Army and my man Anthony. That's the place to be. Listen, man, Sunday you never know who night. might show up. Man, we had Mary Wilson show up. Uh, Ralph Wilson's wife show up last week. Uh, she showed up in her, yo, let me tell you what, bro, this, this thing, I was like, yo, I was like, is that a PT cruiser? She's like, hell no, that ain't no PT cruiser. She's like, that's my BB cruiser. This thing was a decked out PT cruiser, bro, with the Bills logo on the side, all leather, white leather interior, bro. This thing was, I'm telling you, it was like West Coast Customs, get that shit up. I can't tell you the last time I saw a PT Cruiser. I think, like, in my mind, when I think of PT Cruisers now, I think of a baby from from Young or Cash Money. Like, I don't, I don't, I can't remember anybody else with a PT Cruiser. Man, she's an amazing woman, man. She's, uh, 
I don't know how old she is, but she comes out. She'll have a beer with us. She don't care if it's a Miller Light or a Bush Light. She she comes out and supports what we do because we do the food drives and you know like just this past Christmas we did a we did a thing for the Monday night game. We raised uh, eight hundred bucks and we supported some local family here in Lewiston uh, that lost their mother to COVID. It was four kids. They, their Christmas was amazing. So. I mean, thank you again to everybody else that came out and supported that and uh, our food drives and everything that we do, man. I appreciate everybody's help. And uh, and again, thank you and God bless. Well, do you have anything coming? Because like I said, the season is ending. So, um, you know, I know it's, it's getting to that point where a lot of what we do is going to kind of take a little bit of a of a a break because the season is breaking but do yeah. you have anything major coming up that people can get involved with any um donations that that you're looking for or just anything well as of right now we're doing the food drive coming up for the jets game that's uh for the western new york feed more um as far as that um this summer we're planning on uh poncho's army's first annual golf tournament um we're looking to secure thurman thomas patty thomas uh, a couple other people, Joe Croom, maybe Jeremiah wants hey, to come man. out and hang out. Oh, man, my uh, golf swing is, I don't know. Yo, listen, <laughs> no, I'll be there. You got it. You can drive the cart, fam. <laughs> yeah, facts. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Joe Croom. That's my dude. Shout out to Joe Croom. That's my guy right there. Yeah. Me and Joe Croom spent the, uh, spent the ride all the way out to Tennessee together. So we learned a lot about each other. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah, he good people. He good he man. Real good people. Yeah, he's he's remarkable, man. He's he's. Sometimes I think he's in over his head, and then next thing you know, this man's sitting on top of the world. I love it. You know, he, he works hard. He does he does a lot of things for a lot of people that nobody sees, and it, it's remarkable to to have him a part of Poncho's army as well. So, um, so let's, let's, before we get out of here, we got a few minutes left before we get out of here, let's talk a little bit about this game Sunday. Um, th- what are your expectations? Let's start with Jeremiah real quick. What are your expectations? Um, and it doesn't have to be a long one. Cause I don't think that there's really much to say. Uh, what do, what do you expect to see this Sunday? Uh, I think this is an ideal matchup for our team. I think that they like to throw the ball. And I think that we are very good at not letting people throw the football. So <laughs> I think I think we can bring four and drop seven and and have four or five, eh, three or four picks on, on Sunday. I need your brother to get one. Yeah, facts. One. Facts. I hope yeah, he's so. got like all four of them. After he got, yo, Hyde robbed him, man. He got, yo, you see yeah. that lawyer gave him two. He's like, man, you took that. Yo. He's like, we're going to mess that. around. We're going to mess around and we're going to drop this thing. Yeah, I tweeted that. I was like, yo, Micah stole Jordan's pick, man. And that, that, <laughs> but yeah, you know, the thing funny. is, though, you can tell that the whole team, they love like, each they other. Yeah, it's a love with everybody where it's like, yeah, yeah, I'm sure Jordan wanted it. But at the same time, it's like, look, man, we all out here and, and we're yep. going to be a dominating defense. What, what are your ex- expectations this Sunday, Anthony? I actually think it's going to be a good game. I don't think uh, people think we're going to walk all over them. I don't think it's going to happen. I think there's definitely going to be some interceptions by uh, Matt Ryan. But as far as our defense, man, we look we look ready to go. Our offense is humming. I think we're definitely going to pull it out. But you know they're a hungry team, man. I think they're what seven and seven. What are they? I mean, I know I know they're fighting for a playoff spot as well. I think I think they're five hundred, aren't they? Uh, you know what? I'm I'm gonna be honest with you. I wasn't even that that um that prepared because I I know they aren't good, and 
I, I, I see, <laughs> man, I see beehive, we uh, about beehive. the Jags, man. We said that shit about the Jags, bro. We can't. The Jags are good. No, no, and that's what I was about to bring up because because Beehive Sports Podcast in the comments just said expectation. Don't let a Jags game. I don't underestimate any is, But no, you know what? I'm I'm going to underestimate them, just like I underestimated the Jags, and the reason hey. why is because you. St- I can still tell you, man. Look, ten ten out of ten games, the Buffalo Bills will probably lose one game to the Jags. And the thing is, they lost that game. I don't know. I don't know why they lost that game. But we are a better team than the Jacksonville Jaguars, and nobody can tell me differently. Listen, man, we've gotten. We went over to London and got handed an L from the Jags. We got handed an L in the playoffs from the Jags. So that's a different I, team. I like, Those are different years, man. You just can't, saying, you can't I'm like, it's just year. something about them teams, like the teams that we're supposed to beat, we lose to, and the teams that we're supposed to lose to, we end up, we end up winning. It's just. It's a weird like we're built to we're built to face certain different teams. You know what I mean? It's just I appreciate your point of view, and the players should absolutely take that mindset. But as a fan, we're supposed to beat the S word out of the Falcons team. You can yeah. say shit. It's the other <laughs> words you can't say. Uh, <laughs> make sure. I just want to make sure. Um, but I, I do appreciate it because the players should absolutely have that mindset that absolutely. we're just going to play every game individually. Like you yeah, saw and, when and we I guess were playing the Jags, that whole sideline, that whole sideline, they were like, you, they were at like a DMX concert. I swear they were like moving. They were like, let's go. You want to come to here and you think you're going to beat us? That's the way we should be playing all year long. And that, well, that's where I can agree with you, Anthony, is like, okay, we have to show up for the game. But my yeah. thing is, I just feel like we didn't show up for that game. And that's not, a, I love my guys, but I feel like that's the game that, that's the game that if I could have any game back this year out of all the losses we've had, I'm not. I'm not as angry about the first Patriots game because it was the weather. Uh, I'm not Holy. I'm not using that as an excuse, but it was clearly the weather. Like Josh couldn't throw in that stuff as great as he is. Um, it's the Jaguars game that I want back. And and the thing is, if we would have just shown up, we would have destroyed that team. There's no way that the defense holds a team to nine points and you have an offense with those guys only score six. That's the problem. It's not we, – we didn't – I'm not worried about the Jags. I'm not worried about this Atlanta team. They got they, – you know what I mean? So it's like – so when I'm I say like no, Jags. I'm underestimating. I'm rooting for the Jags this weekend. I'll tell you that. Absolutely, I'm rooting for them this weekend, and they better go and do the damn thing. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think Miami's. I'm gonna be a Miami fan the next week too. Yeah, they they um now Miami. Here's the thing: Miami can can actually I, I, the way and maybe I'm looking at the statistics. They can, but they can actually still make the playoffs. And if I guess depending on based on how New England performs, New England can still miss. Yeah. Yeah, if the New England loses two, they and Miami wins two, I believe New England would be out. Um let's do that. <laughs> I, I'm a big Miami fan until we see them in the playoffs. I'm a big Miami yeah. fan. Yeah, I mean, if we all end up Miami. eleven and six, if we end up eleven and six with Kansas City, I think we're first seed, right? That would be yeah. that would be uh that'd be a Christmas gift and a half. <laughs> that'd be great. That'd be great. But, but yo, so before we get out of here, Anthony, um, if you got any shout outs or anything that you, that, like I said, you just talked about, about the charity, but if you got anything that you want to shout out real quick and talk about, let's uh, talk about that real quick. Let everybody know where they can find you on your socials. Well, uh, Twitter, I'm on uh, be cool, fool, be bell, poncho. Um, on Instagram, I'm uh, ponchos army, seven, one, six. First and foremost, boys, I want to say uh, happy holidays to you guys. Happy new years. You know, you know, stay safe, stay healthy. And uh, to everybody out there that supports me again, thank you so much and God bless. And, you know, let's keep let's keep this thing rolling, man. Let's go Bills. 
Yes, sir. Let's go, Bills. Jeremiah, let everybody know where they can find you, what you got going on. Uh, you ain't, you ain't got to follow me on socials, but I do want to <laughs> let all, I do want to let all Bills Mafia know that it's all love. I swear it's all love between the Poyer family and Bills Mafia. Um, I, I think that we can get a little bit misinterpreted sometimes. Um, oh, it's all love between us and you guys, and and we're all one. Uh, anybody that's supporting your team, my brother's on. Ohana, man. Ohana, right man. So, uh, I appreciate and, uh, you. Wait all. a minute. And damn that. Go on Twitter. He is at JPO underscore NA. So at JPO underscore NA. Talking about don't follow him on social. Go blow that man's account up. Let's follow my man's in him. Because uh, he, first of all, he has good takes, just like you heard tonight. He talks a lot of common sense, which I feel like a lot of times on Sundays, all of us lack, including myself. We get emotional, you know, and, and, it's, and it is what it is. And he, he, he stays with solid takes. Go follow him. He's a good dude. Um, and Oh, real quick. I also noticing you because I, I meant to ask you about this before. In your in your profile, it's it says COD. Is that for Call of Duty? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh... and I've also noticed after games, you kind of you jump in Jordan's comments like COD, and I'm like, wait, y'all 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 want war? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> we uh, we're uh, Warzone grinders, or he is. I, I kind of just jump in when he get on. <laughs> okay, okay. I was about to say, don't 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 start nothing. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> well no nah, listen uh it's it's poor for all pro we ride y'all know how i do it over here it's your boy jay spencer king and i represent that buffalo rumblings podcast and youtube channel y'all go follow everybody go follow the team and y'all know it y'all take care of each other love each other and live in peace and as always stay positive test negative go bills go bills you gotta say it go bills thank you man you killing me bro my <laughs> <I'm a fault. laughs>from Anthropic is your one-stop shop for enterprise AI. With models at every point of the price performance curve, you no longer have to make trade-offs between intelligence, speed, and cost. Claude 3 Opus sets new industry benchmarks for intelligence. Sonnet strikes the perfect balance between skill and speed. And Haiku is the fastest and lowest cost model on the market, perfectly designed for high-volume, high-speed use cases. Join the thousands of enterprises who use Anthropic to navigate this new frontier. Visit anthropic.com slash Claude, C-L-A-U-D-E, today. Jumpstart your genius with Claude 3 by Anthropic. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.